Welcome to Cars. Yeah, show number 419. In everyone's life, there is a an evil James Bond villain, and his name is Dr. No. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest all the way from Malibu, California. Oh, I wish I was there. Fireball Tim. Fireball, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am permanently buckled, Mark. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Fireball Tim operates the Fireball Malibu Vlog an automotive beach life reality series starring Hollywood car designer, author, and award-winning filmmaker, Fireball Tim, and his amazing bride, Kathy Lawrence. They film their daily activities, driving cool cars and living the automotive beach life around Malibu, California, and other places around the world. Fireball's been a filmmaker, television host, and car design expert for over 25 years on the Speed Channel, Discovery, Velocity, and Monster Garage. His over 400 films can be found on YouTube, Amazon, the Auto Channel, and more. And he's the host of the Malibu Cars and Coffee event. So, Fireball, I've told sure. our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about what you're up to down there, your career, your business, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, yeah, I've been very blessed for, for many years now, since I, I graduated at, uh, from Art Center College of Design back in uh, the late 80s. I've just had some very, very fortunate experiences with a lot of different, you know, automotive-based, you know, happenings. It's 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 over, almost overwhelming for me to look back on my life in the past 30 years, and you you can't feel anything but a tremendous gratitude. Mm-hmm. I was I have a tremendous amount of respect for a gentleman named Sid Mead, who directed me. He was a friend of mine, directed me to Art Center. And he always said that when you design a vehicle, always design an environment for that vehicle to go in. Mm. And soon my environments became uh, but stronger than my cars, and it resulted in going and working for Walt Disney Imagineering for a number of years. And uh, I was the chief designer for Tomorrowland, did uh, you know a lot of different shows and things there, and I was fortunate enough to meet my wife there. Wow. And um, at uh, one point when we uh, they laid off about 500 people, I grabbed my wife and said, hey, let's go uh, be freelance. And she came from the freelance world. She was a, a costume designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 1991, I think. 
and we started our own business, which is uh, the, the business we continue to have right now, uh, KCL Productions. And uh, we did a variety of things, uh, everything from, uh, you know, my wife has been a costume designer, so she, she builds incredible mascot characters, all kinds of weird stuff. Her, her clients are the White House and Ellen DeGeneres and a lot of really neat, uh, neat clients. Wow. But uh, my world kind of spun in a lot of different directions. But the commonality uh, since I was a kid was always filmmaking and cars. I just loved cars and I loved movies. I grew up in a, uh, a family of, um, of uh, professional writers. My dad was a TV writer. And wrote Outer Limits and Twilight Zones. Oh, and all kinds no. Of amazing oh, shows. that's cool. Yeah, I used to watch those when I was a kid. Huge background. Really, he, he's published about 3,500 scripts and, and um, for television over the years. He's 87 now, and he's still writing, and now he's directing. So, you know, he leaves a, a tremendous trail to follow yeah. of, uh, of coolness. You know, so I, uh, you know, I directed commercials, uh, wrote screenplays, I directed movies, um, you know, a lot of different things, but the commonality uh, was always, you know, the, the glue that held it all together was my love for cars. Yeah. It's just something that, uh, it's an amazing thing. You can you can put a 10-year-old and a 50-year-old and a 95-year-old in the same room. If they love cars, they'll talk for hours, as you know. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's really cool. And and uh, it, then it led to shows, and it was less about, you know, designing cars, because I've, I've designed cars for movies, uh, done about 400 films starting with the movie Batman, the first um, uh, Michael Keaton film. Nice. And then, uh, you know, just started, you know, when, when the new media format started showing up with YouTube and your ability to to mix the studios and go directly to your audience. So you could create your own content and find your audience directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite an amazing thing to shift into for, for the 21st century. Oh, yeah. And those that, that really succeed at that, were those that really knew what they wanted, who they were, and and uh, and not to say that I was that. You know, I, I certainly bounced around a lot and created a lot of web series and did shows for Discovery and uh, Speed Channel, lots of neat things. But it wasn't really until the, you know the last few years that things really took off. And the show that we currently have, which is called Fireball Malibu Vlog, a vlog is basically a video blog. It's a a show that that we that is daily for us. Mm-hmm. We film in Malibu. We focus on uh, primarily automotive and beach lifestyle. And I get, uh, you know, by living here, I get access to a tremendous amount of celebrities, some amazing cars, and uh, we get to shoot and drive and and experience a lot of very high-end vehicles, things that, that you know, basically you could see at a car show or in, in an auto show, but you wouldn't get to drive. So we get, you know, re- really are blessed to, uh, to be able to play a lot, around with a lot of those things. The success of the show has led to a lot of uh, of other things. You know, pitching shows for major networks, and um, it's really opened a lot of doors. And we're everything from we're we're starting the SEMA build for this year uh, pretty early. We're going to film that entire process through the blog. So it's pretty cool. Very excited about it. Yeah, you are having fun. That's for sure. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in. Forming your life and your success, and it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Fireball, take the wheel. Well, the uh, the quote that comes to mind comes from a, a French philosopher named Emile Kou. Uh This was a long time ago, and he said, every day in every way, my life gets better and better. And it was a tremendous affirmation that is modifiable, and as you know, in the world of cars, anything that's modifiable is a good thing. Yes, so, you know, uh, saying every day in every way, you know, I get wealthier and wealthier. Every day in every way, I get healthier and healthier. 
depending on what you focus on, it's a great affirmation. And, and as you know, that uh, what you focus on is what you get in this life. Yes. So you want to make sure you focus on good things for yourself and good things come. Yeah, it's a great quote. It's the first time anyone has shared that quote with me on Cars. Yeah, you're my 419th guest today. So I really appreciate you bringing something new and fresh to the plate here. It's a wonderful way to think about and live your life. So very cool. Sure. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? You have such a diverse and broad background with everything you've done, but is there a pivotal moment in your life when you really realized that you were a car guy? Uh, I think so. I think that there was a time when I was very young, probably about 11, uh, although I, you know, I had lots of Hot Wheels and I loved cars, but my family had a, a garage sale and my brother was mad at me. So to get back at me, he took my box of cars without me knowing it and oh. put the cars in the garage sale. Oh, no. And he sold all the cars. Oh. And when I got home from school, I saw that everything I had was gone oh. and there was no way to get it back. Oh, no. And it, it hit me so hard that it became a passion of mine that to this day, it's not about the volume of cars. It's about that there's not going to be a day moving forward where cars are not a part of my life. Uh, and whether it's, you know, and the neat thing about the show is that it's not about me driving around and showing you guys a cool car. It's about me sharing other people's passion. So, uh, you know, I enjoy driving with people and um, I write uh, for the newspaper here in Malibu. It's called Ride of the Week. And it's just really amazing to talk and to live the, an automotive lifestyle and to share that with people and to get to hear those stories because the bottom line it's really about the stories. Yeah, it is. Um, and I just love those. So it's it's a great way to be able to share. I've always said that too, you know, here at Cars Yeah, inspiring automotive enthusiasts is the mantra here. And uh, by sharing inspiring stories like yours with our listeners, it's what it's all about when it comes down to it. The cars, it's really about the people. So wonderful. I love that. Right. Darn your brother. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could remember all the cars. I'd want to get them all back. Yeah, I still have all my Matchbox cars. They were the old Matchbox by Lesney, which dates me a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. My favorites were the uh, the Corgis and the um, the Dinkies, the large yeah, cars. Yeah, those were neat, too. You know. Yeah, I didn't have as many of those, yeah. but uh, they cost a little more. That's probably why. So <laughs> the Matchboxes <laughs> yeah, were Matchboxes were two quarters, 50 cents at the hardware yeah, store. So. Yeah, but you could race those also. You could race the Matchbox and the Hot Wheels. You couldn't race the other. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, Farbaugh, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You've driven down a lot of roads and crawl under the hood mm -hmm. and ask you to share a huge challenge or better yet, a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation? And even more important, what did it teach you? Well, I think the, the most profound thing that, uh, that I've been through, um, you know, a lot of people will say that, you know, family members passing and things like that. And I think that for me, there is, at first it sounds like a joke, but my wife and I, early in the early years, we have what we called the peanut butter, peanut butter incident. Okay. And that is that that no matter what we did, everything was falling apart, mm. and and it got to the point where we lost we lost a lot, and monetarily speaking, we pretty much lost everything. Mm -hmm. And we looked in the fridge, and all that was in the fridge was a one slice of bread and a little bit of peanut butter, mm. just enough to have a little bit. Our phones were being turned off. We couldn't afford to pay the the rent at the time. We couldn't, you know, we just couldn't put two nickels together no matter what we tried. Yeah. And my wife decided to just take a walk. She ended up walking about six miles. And, you know, we separated and we thought. And um, 
And the, the realization that came out of that was that we really weren't being grateful for the things that we had. You know, life was a struggle. It was difficult. We focused on so much on lack and, and not on what we wanted is that what we got was lack. Mm. And, and we realized through that process, philosophically, that, that you really do get what you focus on. Mm. And if you, if you complain and you, uh, or you criticize you know, people or judge and things like that, you, you tend to bring more of that in your life. And when you're, when you're grateful and you really express that gratitude through your, your health and your, your financial structure, your relationships, your family, when you start being grateful for the things that you have, then more comes. And that was the biggest turning point. And since that day, our life has been nothing but up. It's been going and going and going and just amazing things have happened to us, things that you could not explain that seem like coincidences that are not. And I'm just so fortunate. And I have to express my gratitude to you to wanting to to do this interview and <laughs> You know, it's things like this that I really enjoy, yeah. and uh, I think that the the most profound thing is is going from a place of being unaware, almost walking asleep, to being fully awake mm-hmm. and aware that that I have the power within me to create whatever I want. I just need to ask myself, what do I want? Wow! And uh, and to go after it. What a powerful message! And thank you very much for sharing mm-hmm. a really personal and difficult time in your life, but. A- I loved this story. This is so inspiring for people. That's what Cars Jazz is all about is, is like I said, inspiring people. And that is an awesome story and so, so important. Yes, what you focus on is what will come your way. And uh, wow, right. wow, what a way to turn your life around. Fantastic. I hope many of our listeners out there that might be facing similar challenges right now listen to those words, re-listen to those, replay those words so that you can learn something from it. Really powerful. Well, you know, the... The bottom line is that you don't you don't get healthy when you think about disease, mm-hmm. and and when you're sick and you're laying in bed in the hospital, it's hard to think about health when you're feeling pain and things like that, mm-hmm. or emotional pain if you're in a relationship. But if you can if you can start to use gratitude as a way uh, a means to think about what you do have as opposed to think about what you don't have, yes, you'd be surprised at the amazing things that happen. Absolutely, I write a weekly blog here at Cars Yeah that you can subscribe and receive, and I did write a blog not too long ago about gratitude and and how important that it is. So I'm really glad you shared that. Mm -hmm. There's a great quote by Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And what you're talking about plays into that exactly. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had a, a career aha moment. I like to say it's when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new idea you had, this new direction. Maybe this came mm-hmm. to you while you're walking on that beach. I don't know. But tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, I think probably it was, uh, you know, the invent of, of web series. You know, it's like, the old, it's like the, the old West. So the new media of YouTube uh, shows and things like that, everyone's clamoring to try and figure, you know, what's going what's gonna to create YouTube millionaires? What's going to make me famous? What's going to, you know, it's going to solve whatever problem it is that you're, that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I've, I've created hundreds of shows and we did shows that were basically weekly or every couple of weeks we would put something up because they were a lot of, uh, of work to do. Oh yeah. But it, through a couple of different circumstances, I was asked the question, is it possible to do something daily? And I thought, you know, I don't know how you could spend the time to do something daily because the difficulty is, is very challenging. You know, what can you do? Mm-hmm. And, but someone, one of the, one of my fans asked me, you know, uh, said, you know, it would be great if you had a show that 
you could see this stuff every day because you do so much stuff. And I just kept on asking myself that question. And of course, what you focus on is what you get. Mm -hmm. So, you know, asking proactive questions that make you think a a way was made and um, a way that I didn't anticipate because generally when you film something, it's like a puzzle. You have to put all you've edited together and yet it takes a tremendous amount of time to put that puzzle together as you edit. Oh yeah. But when you shoot chronologically, when you start in the morning and you shoot a little bit all day long, then everything is in order. And that was the biggest aha moment for me to suddenly realize, wait, you know, I think I can do this daily. And as a result, we're on episode 193 on Fireball Malibu vlog. (laughs) And there's no sign of us stopping. And amazing things have happened. We literally just crashed the Hollywood Christmas parade with 41 movie cars. Nice. Uh, We were... We were the only ones that covered uh, George Barris's funeral. George was a very good friend of mine, and, uh, and uh, yeah. we miss him greatly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, amazing things have come because um, we didn't miss them, because we are shooting daily. Uh, we travel all over the world. Uh, there's a chance, it hasn't been confirmed yet, I might be going to Taiwan next month. But, you know, so many wonderful things are getting covered now in a unique way that we've, we've found a, a way that actually works. And that kind of blew my mind that I can actually create content, share content, and entertain uh, you know, to automotive enthusiasts in a way that would be consistent. And, and I wouldn't miss anything. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't sure that could ever be done. And then I found a way to do that. And that was kind of the biggest, one of the biggest changes I've had. And, and uh, as a result of it, a lot of really wonderful things are occurring. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. What a, what a great aha moment. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many... Is there one in particular that stands out that you would share with us? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that repeated itself probably 400 times. And that was the idea that a studio or a director or production designer would call me and and want me to design a car for film. Uh, And then I would sit there at my table and sketch out these ideas. Uh, And then over a process of uh, months, sometimes uh, a year, that concept of completion would occur. And then I would actually go to the movies and watch this movie and with my friends or the, or the, you know, the cast and crew screening or the, or the premiere and get to see that thing that was once on paper, Mm. actually on film and millions of people get to enjoy it. And that is just a tremendous feeling. Um, And now to, to be able to do that with the vlog, you know, we get people emailing and saying, you know, I really enjoyed the Christmas parade or I really enjoyed this car. And that was really cool. And, and, you know, I now have a direct relation to the audience. Uh, it's a pride that doesn't go away. It's yeah. something uh, that's pretty uh, tremendous and, and almost hard to describe. Oh, that's got to be so cool to sit there and watch a film and go, I remember the first time my pencil had touched the paper yeah. and that started yeah. to come out of my head, you know? Yeah. I think the only, there's only one thing that really eclipses that, and that is that my, my son, who is 28 years old now, he was you know, always watching us as we do all this stuff. And he, he's not an illustrator, but uh, he became a sculptor. Mm. And for the first time, he works with my wife you know, in creating some of these costumes. Uh, Kathy builds the Christmas mascot for the Ellen DeGeneres show. If you watch the, the Ellen show, her mascot comes out for, for the last 10 years she's built this. Wow. But our son, for the first time, sculpted one of these heads. And he had never done it before. And uh, it's for a, an upcoming film called Mascots, which comes out in about a year or so. And it's going to be a, a tremendous moment to go to the theater with him and, and watch him uh, for the first time as a young man, having sculpted this and then watching it in the, in the theater. That's a, that's a pretty unique moment. And I think that the pride will probably be very, very strong at that time. Oh, I'm sure it will be. That's, that's wonderful. Awesome. 
Let's have a little bit of fun here, Fireball. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory with us about that vehicle. Well, you know, I had, I've had, I've had lots of cars, but my my first car is is very unexpected. Most most car guys would say, "Oh yeah, I had a, I had a Malibu SS or I had a, you know, a, a Firebird or something like that." Well, I I had a lemon yellow Volkswagen Dasher that was a four door. I remember the Dasher, and, yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, and it looked like a lemon because it was shaped like a lemon and it was yellow and it was just atrocious looking. But it's all I could afford. It was about five hundred bucks at the time. But the car hauled ass. It was just really fast for what it was. And the best story with that is that I living I lived up in Ojai, which is outside of uh, Ventura mm-hmm. in L.A. Yeah. And there was a road that, that I would drive uh, pretty consistently. And there was a, a hip in the road that if you hit it just right, you could get air. And I practiced on that road probably every day to the point where I could – jump the heck out of that car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the only thing that was the problem was me hit hitting my head on the ceiling. Ooh. <laughs> so uh and it and it I had the car for probably you know all through high school and 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 uh you know no matter how many times I jumped it it came down just fine and and uh you know I just loved that car. You know I actually looked just a few years ago if I see if I could find it again and there's no dashers anywhere. <laughs> especially a lemon yellow one. I think they all rusted away, but wow, the flying dasher. You're the first one with the flying yeah. dasher here on Cars, yeah. Wonderful story. I wish I had something more more masculine and you know something more powerful, but that's about it. No, I love the story behind it. That's even better than the car, so yeah, that's great. The flying dasher, I love it. And since we're recording this before Christmas time, although it's airing in January, the concept of on Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen <laughs> comes to mind. So, right, yeah, perfect. Right. I think he had it. Didn't he have a yellow nose? Uh well, uh, I think he had a, a red nose, like somebody I know with some red hair that's uh, I'm talking yeah. to on this show yeah. today. So, yeah, I think so. How about a vehicle that you've let go? That old seller's remorse story. Is there something you really wish you had back in your garage? Yeah, I. Uh, Several years ago, we built a lot of uh, Mini Coopers, mm. and uh, I bought a, a first-year 2002 Mini Cooper, and we turned that car, which I think was 172 horsepower, into something that had a little over 500. 500 horsepower and, in a yeah, Mini Cooper? We, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we built probably 60 or 70 Minis in a two-year period, and it's pretty tremendous. But, you know, I decided to let the car go because it was full race spec. Uh, it had every mod on it that you could imagine. It was, uh, you know, I think it was initially supercharged and then it was twin charged. And it, we went through a whole series of mods. But the car was just very, it was like a really, really pissed off bumblebee. <laughs> so, you know, it's great to look at and stuff. But the amount of tickets that I racked up and a lot of things that, that came because of it, I, it was just kind of time to let it go. And then, you know, after, you know, a few years of having let it, have it you know, let it go, it, it was one of those things like, you know, it was a first year model. I probably should have kept it and just put it in the stable and, and, uh, just let it, you know, kind of sit for a while. And, uh, you know, I, it would have been nice to, to have kept that car. I think at this point, someone has ripped it apart and put it back together, you know, a hundred times. Yeah. It's always fun to have the first year model, even though, you know, you got the bugs in it in most of them. Well, um, yeah. I would have liked to have kept that. Yours is a little more special. I bought my daughter a first year model mini when she was 15 before she turned 16. And it's a great little car. It didn't have 500 horsepower. I would have never done that to a teenager. Uh, otherwise, she'd be flying it like somebody I know with a dasher. But uh, 
Yeah, right. But it was a great car. We drove that car, drove her down to Southern California from the Pacific Northwest to college four years, trip back and forth. Mm -hmm. They're really wonderful low cars, and she has a newer one now. Sure. It's been great. So very nice. Well, as we enter the new year here, what kind of projects are you and your wife working on that really have you guys excited and fired up? Uh, the most exciting thing that's uh, recently come to pass is that we are, we're starting a, a SEMA project car. I'm working with a company called Wicked Customs. Oh, yeah. It's in Huntington Beach, uh -huh. uh, Ken Vela. And uh, we're going to start as early as we can for, for SEMA. That happens at the end of the year. And we're going to do something very unique this time. Uh, it's been a while since I've brought a, a vehicle to SEMA because I'm generally, you know, just designing and then uh, other companies are building and, you know, I may do a signing here and there. Mm -hmm. But uh, but this time uh, we're doing something with a combination of Wicked Cups with Hub Filters, which is an oil filter you never have to change. Wow. An unbelievable product. product. But that's going to be all all overseen by a very large company, which I cannot I cannot mention at this point. I'm under contract with these guys, and it's it's just something that it's going to be just really really cool. It's going to take over SEMA, nice. And uh, we're going to have a featured vehicle there. I think it's going to be a couple vehicles, but at least our our vehicle is going to be something that you've definitely never seen at SEMA before. All right. Uh, and yeah, we're just really excited about that. So right now we're literally searching for the car, and uh, we only you know we started about a week ago, so uh, we're very early in the game. Cool. Uh, and then uh, my wife and I are, are continuing the vlog. That's resulted in pitching shows to History Channel and uh, and uh, a few other networks. So it's leading to good things. So I anticipate that this year will be uh, will be very exciting. I'm Ab looking forward. To absolutely, it. that's awesome. Sounds great. Can't wait to see what shows up at SEMA in the fall. Wonderful. Okay, here's a very <laughs> introspective question for you, Fireball. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be, and why? Ouch! Wow. <laughs> That's tough. You know, I, I think that, you know, thinking about the Mini, is it, what I liked about the Mini was small car, big power. That was that was the moniker for that car mm -hmm. when we built it. And, you know, I grew up a, a fairly small kid, uh, average to small size. And, you know, in, in, in high school, you get picked on a lot. I got picked on a lot because I had red hair and freckles and basically a big target painted on my chest. <laughs> and uh, I was very fortunate that uh, my, my dad was friends with Chuck Norris. So I got to an opportunity to be taught martial arts for years since I was very young. Oh, wow. And to build that up. But the challenge is, you know, that I love so many cars. You know, I mean, I basically love anything with four wheels, you know. But <laughs> I, I think the cars that I grew up with, uh, were the early 70s, you know, Chrysler Imperials, the big Mopar. And um, I just loved the massiveness of a, a two-door Chrysler Imperial. You know, so it's a cruiser. I mean, there was there was days, you know, where, you know, I wasn't happy if I wasn't on the track or if I wasn't driving fast. And, and being in my 50s now, I, I don't really have an inkling to do that so much anymore. I'm, I'm content in driving and cruising and, and just having a good time. So, if I were a car now, it would have to be, you know, one of those big uh, Imperials, maybe a, a turquoise with a white Landau top or something, a big white nice. interior, you know, or even a convertible <laughs> driving a PCH. That would be the ultimate beach car for me. I think so. You look pretty good in that. Wonderful. Great choice. That's why I like that question so much. It really brings out some really, really reflective and introspective comments. So wonderful. I sure. love it. I think you're the first uh, Imperial as well. So that makes it even more special. So Fireball, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. 
If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Farball, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Okay. All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Keep going. Keep driving. Just keep driving. <laughs> keep driving. Perfect. Would you share one of your personal habits that you think has helped you along the way and contributed to your success? Uh, sure. It would be to uh, be single-minded, uh, to be laser-focused, a singleness of purpose. Mm, wonderful. Don't, don't scatter your thoughts and, uh, you know, and be able to determine exactly what you want with laser precision, and you will get that. Absolutely. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? A resource. Yes. If you're trying to build your social media network, one of the best resources for Twitter I've ever come across is called Manage Flitter. Interesting. Uh, it's an yeah. am amazing source that allows you to aggregate uh, uh, subscribers and those that don't subscribe get removed. And, uh, and you, can, you can laser point people that you know would want to follow you. Think, people that are automotive, people that are very specific, even down to Chevrolet lovers you know, or Ford or anything else. It's, it's wow. a tremendous tool. It's called Manage Flitter, F-L-I-T-T-E-R. There you go. Awesome. Now, how about a book? Is there one book in particular you think the Cars Yeah listeners would really enjoy reading? Uh, wow, there's a lot of books. I would say um, uh, I would say instead of a book, I would research an author named Robert Collier. Hmm, okay. Uh, he wrote books that are about 100 years old now, tremendously powerful. Um, if you uh, are having any challenges in your life, whether it's health or prosperity or uh, relationships or anything, um, these books will literally save your life. Oh, awesome. Well, that's the first time he's been uh, recommended here. So I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources that Fireball has shared with us today at carsyad.com slash fireballtim. Or you can just type Fireball into the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with links. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If okay. you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because I'm going to fly down to Malibu and buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? Well, it would probably be that uh, that turquoise Imperial. Mm, okay. It would be that because uh, for me, that that car represents peace for me. Mm. You know, to be able to, to drive in the sun. Uh, but it's a big car. That means I get to take a lot of friends with me. And that's that would be tremendous because life is, is nothing without uh, the people around you. Absolutely. Ah, great choice. Beautiful car. Awesome. Well, Fireball, you have taken me, as I knew you would, on a great ride up PCH Highway. Ah, what fun. And I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that turquoise imperial? 
Yes, my I have a friend, a very good friend, that uh, said to me once: in in everyone's life, there is a an evil James Bond villain, and his name is Doctor No. Mm. And Doctor No appears uh, everywhere from outside sources to in your own mind, and it's telling you that you can't do things, and you have to make sure you don't listen to him, and you have to keep driving, and you'll get where you're going. Yeah, do not listen to Doctor No. Ah, very right. good. Doctor No is the same as Doctor Evil. Absolutely. That's right. Exactly. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you? Uh, the best way is uh, they can go to our, our main channel, which is fire, fireballtim.com, our main website. Uh, and we also have a the YouTube channel, which is primary. It's um, youtube.com forward slash fireballtim. And we're on pretty much every major social network. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything. The Fireball has been so happy to share with us today at CarsYeah.com. Just type Fireball in the search bar. He's the only Fireball I've had here at Cars Yeah, so he'll be easy to find, and his show notes page will pop right up. Fireball, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your incredible experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.